Hello and welcome back to the Good Samaritan HealthCast. I'm your host, Katie Lovell, and I'm joined today by Heather McKinley. Hi, Heather. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good. Thank you for asking. So tell me a little bit about yourself, Heather. Okay, so um, I grew up in Knox County. I graduated from South Knox High School, and I went to Vincent University and then on to Purdue, and I graduated um, with a degree in pharmacy at, from Purdue University. I um, was an intern, a summer intern at Good Samaritan for a year before I graduated. And then I decided to take the position here. So Don Friedman hired me. And so I was here as a year, one year as a student. And then I've been here 31 years as a pharmacist. So you liked it so much that you came back. I did, yeah. Okay. Are you it was a good fit. Yeah. Are you still a diehard uh, Purdue fan? Most of the time, uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Fair weather friend, I guess. Yeah. So what is your official title here at the hospital? So my title right now is Pharmacy Staff Development Supervisor. I've had different roles in the past. I've been a staff pharmacist. Um, I am board certified in critical care, so a lot of the years um, that I've been here, probably more than 20 years, I've really concentrated in staffing in the ICU and kind of serving as a, a, I guess, drug information go-to person in that capacity. Okay. Um, At the start of COVID, so um, the beginning of 2020, I took the pharmacy staff development supervisor position, so I split time between the ICU and this supervisor position. Okay. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about the drug take back day that Good Samaritan is hosting. So tell me a little bit about what this is. I mean, it seems pretty obvious. Uh, Is it as uh, telling as the title of it? It is. So this is the first time that Knox County, anyone in Knox County has had a drug take back day. Um, We are kind of modeling this after the national drug take back day, which is common in a lot of areas. But for Knox County, this would be a first. So basically any unused, expired, unwanted medications can be brought in to our facility at the on April 20th from 2 to 5 p.m. We have it set up as a drive-through event, basically. Um, so you don't even have to get out of your vehicle. We can bring the receptacles to you, drop your unwanted medications off, and we will send those back, and they will be disposed of responsibly and, and properly with the DEA guidelines. Whenever you say medications, does that also have room for um, maybe syringes for diabetics or anything like that? So the items that we can take back would be prescription medications, over-the-counter bottles and medications, creams, ointments, used patches, uh, vitamins, things that we would not be able to take back would be used syringes, aerosol cans, inhalers, peroxide. Tell me a little bit about the dangers of not disposing of these things correctly. So many times um, if you get prescriptions filled for whatever reason you may not finish the prescription. 
Um, if it's an antibiotic, a lot of times people don't want to take the entire seven or 10 days where they just want to take in, until they feel better and mm -hmm. then they stop taking it. They want to keep the remainder until um, maybe another time if they think they might have a sinus infection in, or an ear infection in a, a couple months. They want to keep that used or partial antibiotic to treat themselves again. Um, that's really not best practice. Um, because that antibiotic may not be proper for whatever infection that you have the, the next time around. Yeah. Um, so you really do, do need to go see your provider and, and get the appropriate prescription. But some of the problems that can be associated with keeping medications that have either expired or that you're not using anymore is that they can get into the wrong hands. So we don't want accidental overdoses, say with children or grandchildren or people getting those prescriptions and taking those medications that it's not intended for. Um, if you have expired medications, most of the time they just decrease in potency, but some of them become um, unusable in that they just would not help you and they would actually cause more harm than the intended indication to begin with. Okay. Well, I've always heard that um, if you aren't going to use the rest of your pills, you can just flush them down the toilet. There are some medications that you can flush down the toilet, but part of this take back program is to prevent those medications getting into our water supply, um, getting into our landfills, which then get into our soil. Uh, we are a farm community and we grow a lot of fruits and vegetables in this area so you certainly don't want traces of those medications in your food and water supply. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's going to be at Good Samaritan. Uh, tell me where specifically people are going to be driving up. So we're using the old 6th Street entrance to the hospital. So when you come off of 6th Street and enter into the hospital parking lot you will see the covered canopy and there will be some signs and to direct you of the flow of traffic through there um, it's april 20th from 2 to 5 p.m under that sixth street canopy do you have to register to be a part of this you do not need to register it's just set up to as a first come first serve basis and like i said if you have problems with getting out of your vehicle or if there's any kind of weather that's not very friendly I guess mm -hmm. you can um, we'll bring that receptacle to you but no no appointment is necessary and then I know that some people might bring their medication maybe in an old bottle or the original uh, container that the medicine was in what if they don't want you to know like them personally and their name do they have to sign anything or tell you any information no, we won't actually be handling those medications. We will just provide the receptacles that we have been issued by the DEA, and you can dispose of those medications yourself, and we will not handle those at all. Okay. And then the container will be sealed according to regulations, of, and we will ship those back to be disposed of appropriately. I know that we talked a little bit about the drug overdoses. Do you think that it's just children that may be at risk for this? Or do you think even someone who originally was taking the medication could be at risk? I do feel like 
there is a, a chance for children to or grandchildren to be um, to get these medications and to unintentionally overdose. But the population that is affected most with unintentional overdose is the 25 to 50 year old male. And a lot of times those medications, and we're talking maybe fentanyl, opiates, um, such as Norco, Oxycontin, those medications have appropriate pain indications. Many times, people after surgeries or after some kind of injury, such as a work-related injury, are prescribed these medications with honest intentions. And they are in pain, so they do deserve to be treated for pain. The problem lies when people start taking them more often than what is prescribed, or maybe two tablets instead of one. And when you take them for a prolonged time, that can really add to or contribute to an addiction. Um, so then, like I said, to begin with, there are honest intentions initially, but then once you become kind of addicted to those medications, you just cannot satisfy the need for enough of the, those pain medications. So where one or two tablets would satisfy that, in the beginning, now it's three or four tablets mm -hmm. or more often. Yeah. And I know that you just recently did um, a Facebook Live with Dr. Stein, and you guys talked a little bit about how this should be something that maybe you do a little bit more often, like maybe whenever the seasons change, uh, or if you're doing spring cleaning or something, you need to go through your medicine cabinet and empty it out. Right. So. Many people don't still have medication cabinets anymore, like we used to have them hanging in our bathroom sink. Um, that's probably not as common as, say, it was 10 or 15 years ago. But I think it is a good idea to, when you're doing your spring cleaning, include your medications, whether those are in your medicine cabinet, your kitchen cabinet, and Make sure that the medications that you do take and the whatever strengths those are, those are what's kind of front and center for you. And then anything else that you have, go ahead and get rid of just because you don't want to mix up your medications or if you are being prescribed a different strength, if your dose got increased or decreased, you also don't want to be taking both of those strengths so mm -hmm. get rid of the old one keep the new one and um, keep your medications up to date okay that makes sense so what if someone is coming to the drug take back day and maybe they're unsure about whether or not they need to be getting rid of the medication maybe um, it's something that they have that they might use sometimes but they're just not sure if it's expired or if it's not working would they be able to ask you, or is that something that maybe they might be referred to their primary care doctor about? Sure, we can answer questions about medications if they have their original bottle with it, because that does have information on it that would tell what an expiration date is. It would tell the proper storage um, conditions for that medication. So we can certainly look at that and discuss that. We will have four pharmacists there during the drug take back time to answer questions um, you can certainly call your primary care physician but likely they would refer you back to the pharmacist or 
that have to dispense that just because they would also store that information on the computer. Now, is there any cost associated with this? No, there's no cost. This is purely a benefit, um, a community event, and we hope it's something that's well received. We hope that it is beneficial to people in our immediate care area. Are you hoping that in the future it might be an annual thing? Definitely. Like I said before, this is the first time we've done this. Um, And what really motivated me to look into this was several of the departmental leaders are going through seminars with Michelle Mott. And she challenged a lot of the departmental managers and supervisors to kind of step out of your comfort zone and do something um, original, do something that you're passionate about mm-hmm. to um, kind of help the community, help your coworkers, but then also in your field of expertise. So I had an uncle that passed away last fall um, of lung cancer. And after he passed, we went to his house to just kind of do some cleaning and, and clearing some things out. And I opened his kitchen cabinet and he just had so many medications that he was taking, but then also that um, he had been given samples and those doses had changed. He'd been given inhalers and those, again, doses had changed. Um, And so I was kind of overwhelmed at first, like just thinking, how am I going to dispose of all of these responsibly? Um, And I'm a pharmacist, so I should... I should have access to that. I feel like there are a lot of people in our community that don't know what to do with those medications. So during our our seminars, when they were talking about it, this is what kind of came to mind to me, was to um, offer this benefit to people in our community to help them dispose of medications properly. So what if they can't make it to the drug take back day or maybe sometime in the summer or in the winter they need to get rid of medications? So there are other receptacles that also in conjunction with the DEA are provided um, in different areas in Denson. So at the hospital pharmacy, which is open Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m., we have a take-back receptacle in our waiting room. So you walk in, open the the door, drop your medication in, and then once that door closes, you cannot retrieve it. So make sure you do want to get rid of it. Yeah. Um, The public is welcome to use those receptacles. The Knox County Sheriff's Office probably has more more hours or extended hours beyond that and they also have a similar drug take back box in their lobby okay all right so if anyone has any more questions outside of this podcast outside of the facebook live that we did who can they contact so they can call me heather mckinley at 812-885-3492 and either leave me a message or talk to me directly if I am in my office at that time. Um, I have had a call from a a really nice lady from the community already asking some questions beyond what was talked about on the Facebook Live session. Perfect. All right. Do you have anything else that you'd like to add? Um, I don't believe so. Thank you. If anybody wants any more information, you can give a call to Heather. Uh, We also have some more information on our Facebook page as well as on our events calendar on our website at gshbin.org. 
And I think this is going to wrap up our podcast today. Okay. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.